We do. 95.5 B. <laughs> Breakfast Club who? Right. Doggy of the day. <laughs> okay. So we have gathered at my kitchen table somewhere in the south of Atlanta. Don't worry about where it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are commented. We are four friends who met in 2017 in the Korean Entertainment Club and we all like dramas and our first movie together was Train to Busan and now we're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm I'm Tori. Decoria or Corey. Either one is fine. I'm Nia and I'm Marin. Karen, are you looking for the soda? It's right here on the floor as soon as you walk into the kitchen. We're at home, so we're probably going to get a lot of these little tidbits of me talking to my brother, my dog, my mother. But, you know, enjoy the ride. So, uh, we really like Korean dramas. We like anime. We like video games. And we decided, since March is upon us, March Madness, though none of us watch basketball. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Not a single I'll watch the finals occasionally, but yeah. Oh, no. I only watch sports when celebrities are involved so So we decided that since kingdom 2 which is a original netflix series if you've never heard of it it is a korean historical we decided that we were going to do a recap of the first season because it's six episodes long and not everybody has time to watch all six episodes so we're going to do a episode by episode recap with our commentary i hope you're here for the ride hope you're in your car hope you have your your earbuds plugged full 100 because we're going to be here for a while so <laughs> this will probably be broken up into two uh parts probably episode one three for the first part and probably episode four to six for the next part um does everybody like historicals how do we feel about what we watch kingdom what was like your overall before rating before we get into that i would just like to say i'm a lightweight drama watcher mm. i have not watched nearly as many dramas <laughs> as anybody else at this table so <laughs> just, i just put that out there that is Corey speaking yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. um i thought it was i don't know i i don't watch a lot you know i've watched four in total but i was like oh okay so just the trailer itself caught my attention so i was like we're gonna we're gonna have to watch it and it was only six episodes i have time i have time now me and nia (laughs) i think we're on another level we're on another level historicals is where the love is at it's where the crying is at yeah where the the, oh yeah i i when i first got into k-dramas i what really turned me into a fan was the the historicals Mm -hmm. i watched Jungum or a jewel in the palace and i was like oh, 60 episodes and they all are good <laughs> yes. that changed me so then after that i went on like a binge of historicals so i think me and tori have kind of like yeah that's where it. we reside i'm especially like into chinese historicals we'll get into that in another podcast but you know so yeah ready for the first step yeah mm-hmm. let's jump in okay so episode one palace the intro of the first episode um we are bringing the king back to life so if you watch every okay first of all can we just make sure that the kingdom uh cast and crew if you're listening i know you're not <laughs> <laughs> i would translate this into korean but i'm not going to um but uh i uh <laughs> skip intros for netflix series yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. after you watch it the first time and i do not I swear to God, I don't remember the beginning of this, but they show you exactly how they turn the king into a zombie, the intro of every episode. They crush a flower, they pour it over salt, whatever that it was at his mouth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is episode one. We have the doctor and his assistant is brought to the king's room. You must never look inside the king's bed chambers, he says. <laughs> of course, he looks inside the king's bed chambers yeah. and dies. <laughs> I, 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 I wrote right here, I said, damn, son, he told you not to look <laughs> at the king's chambers. <laughs> And then I literally wrote, why would he tell the servant boy to never look inside the king's bedchamber, but have him serve food directly <laughs> to the chamber? Exactly. Like, was it blood? Is it medicine? I don't know what was in there. That is like, they, the zombies eat and it flesh. Made no sense. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. Um, the doctor sits there with a, uh, O dot O face. <laughs> watches his assistant get eaten all right now we're in the capital there's a flyer going around that says the king is dead a new wind will blow enter commander joe he orders the troops to capture all uh those who have posted the signs and then proceeds to behead two of the soldiers this horrible man like can't like i've never immediately heads were rolling and i was like 
We've just started. It's been five minutes, sir. Can you let us? Wait, wait. Who did he behead? Two soldiers. Two for no reason. I think he beheaded them. The rationale is that he beheaded them because he, they let the posters get put up on the wall. Like oh. it's their fault. <laughs> like they're just going about their day. See, this is why I was just like, this drama is a little different because it's five minutes and several people have already died. Right. All right, so the Heiwan, Joe clan, and the people start rounding up soldiers. We find out that the king has been sick with smallpox for the last 10 days. Only the queen and the chief state counselor, who is Lord Joe, has been allowed to see him. The Joe clan is torturing scholars looking for answers, forced confession. I said in all caps, I said, it's always the educated who get killed because they speak the truth. I was like, they hated Jesus for telling the truth. Uh-huh, the scholars talks about how the Joe clan are being the real traitors. Enter our villain, Lord Joe. So then we cut back to the palace of the crown prince kneeling in front of the king's quarters. Enter the queen. <laughs> Parentheses. Looks much younger than the crown prince. <laughs> right? Way, she's a whole child. Way. I said, um, do you talk about how she like talks about the lack of respect oh, that yeah. she's giving him? Oh, yeah. 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 The CP CP wants to see the queen. Queen says no under the guise of protecting him. Calls herself his mother. Ask him if he hates her or her unborn son, a.k.a. his half-sibling. Tells him to leave. As soon as she does, it starts to rain. <laughs> Dramatics. I literally said I wrote notes this woman can be no older than the age of 25 yet you're referring to yourself as mother exactly. yeah. of who I said, girl exactly. you half his age like, half. you, you cannot half be him. older than this man exactly I would love to see what the source material says about the ages of everyone to see their actual mm. age difference because the actor and the actress no yeah. he looks a whole 20 years older <laughs> He has a solid 401k. All right. And then, so we have the crown prince heads back to his quarters, but stops halfway and decides to go see his father. But his servants stop him because of the queen's orders. CB questions his servants' intentions with a grand music playing in the background. Um, the crown prince then goes to his library and calls for his head of security. Enter Muyong. CP throws a tantrum, complains about his plight, uh, and then asks Muyong for a favor. Muyong says, It's not sneaking into the king's chamber. Is it fool? Of course it isn't. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, Crown Prince commands him to bring the journal of the for, of the royal inform inform the physician inf- yeah. the, <laughs> the royal hospital. Um, <laughs> Muyong says no, and then the Crown Prince threatens him with all the food that he has stolen for him to bring his wife, who just got pregnant after ten years. Uh, CP bribes him with beef pancakes, and Muyong falls for it. Uh, while Muyong is out stealing the journal, what does our Crown Prince do? He sneaks into his father's quarters. Yeah, first of all, sneak sneaking into <laughs> his uh, his. Um, Okay. Sneaking into his um, quarters in all that fabric. This man is <laughs> he's got he's so covered, much on in fabric. He's just walking he around. Make, you know, he's dressed in silk at all times. Yes, and but he was he was quiet on his feet. I will give him that. With yeah. that much on, you did not hear his footsteps <laughs> at all. Right. All right. While hiding from the guards, he overhears someone reporting to him that the king is missing. The crown prince enters a room in the hallway and in in right horror fashion hears and sees the silhouette of a monster. Then the lights go out and the monster disappears with no sound or struggle. Commander Joe then finds the crown prince and denies what he saw, gaslighting. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then as he attends, uh, as he attends escorts oh he asked the attendants to escort the cp out of the palace before leaving the crown prince ask a leading question have you found the king commander evades him the crown prince demands to see the king storms towards the door when the commander draws a sword on him (laughs) when it got to that part i was like you're really gonna draw your sword at the crown prince like y'all have gotten obviously yeah obviously the the power dynamic yeah you can tell immediately there's not a balance (laughs) no balance there was one point in the drama because this is like a historical i was like why is everyone talking with some extra bass in their voice (laughs) (laughs) like like the like the the crown prince on crown prince i understand because he has to like I don't know, set like authority or something. But I was like, everyone's just out here, just a little, little. They lore, don't little respect lore. that man at <laughs> no, all. They like don't. you are the crown. You have no respect, but you're the crown prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Heiwan clan rules that palace. <laughs> yes. Like they are running it. Yeah. And so then, um, the crown prince demands to see the king. The commander draws a sword. He enters the room to find, um, Lord Chor there, but the king is not there. Lord Joe excuses, uh, the crown 
accuses the crown prince of pretending to be worried for his father while parting treason aka the posters from earlier lord joe then tells the crown prince that his father's illness has gotten better and that he's at the queen's palace he even bows to him before he leaves <laughs> so then we cut back to the crown prince's uh library mu young has successfully stolen the royal journal from the hospital the journal reveals that the royal infirmary wasn't successful in treating the king's illness and there were only two entries of the 10 days that the king has been sick uh the crown prince thinks everything is sus as he should um mu young then points out that the doctor's name who is a doctor that is retired a few years ago crown prince rashly decides to go visit the doctor outside of the capital for answers um mu young tries to persuade him not to because of course the queen but the crown prince points out that the queen forbade him to see his father not to leave the palace mm. cut to Dongne. Cut to Dongne, a small village in the mountains where there, uh, where this retired doctor is residing. We enter a hospital that has no food to feed its patients. Enter our two main characters, one a nurse, Sobi, and the other an injured patient, Yongshin. The two argue about the bad food. Um, <laughs> Sobi is like, you have to eat it because these people are sick. And Yongshin's like, this shit is disgusting. <laughs> like he, he immediately complained. And I was like, sir, we don't even know who you are. And you're complaining scene one. Like, she's just trying to do her job. Right. Let the girl work. Um, the patient, Youngshin, asks uh, after Dr. Lee. Um, he says he's supposed to be the best. That's why I came to see him. The nurse tells him if he would just shut up, his wound would heal quickly and tells him to leave. Nurse one, rude patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> just at the right time, Dr. Lee returns with a coffin containing the body of his dead assistant. He doesn't explain anything. It just tells everyone to prepare for a funeral. Everyone opens the coffin to find the assistant. Why? <laughs> Why are you opening the That's what I was thinking, too. What, what did you want to... What did you expect to well, see? Well, they're nurses a, and doctors. Maybe they were just like... But it was the patients. Weren't they the ones that they, had, yeah, some the, of the villagers are the ones who villagers? opened it. It's mm-hmm. understandable if the nurse opened it privately just to yeah. check the wounds, but why are you villagers opening the coffin to see the dead body? Like you want to see the dead body is that what you want <laughs> like, yeah i guess in those days you're bored so you're like "Ooh, a dead body <laughs> like, oh that's exciting like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the dead body in horrible shape the nurse runs and asks dr lee to tell her what happened dr lee nothing happened uh, <laughs> this man was emotionally scarred he, like his face like he, he was traumatized right so we cut back to hanyang the capital um where lord joe and the rest of the officers were planning on how to punish the crown prince for treason come to find out that none of the 89 scholars admitted to treason but there was intel from a secret insider who says there is evidence of treason an agreement between the crown prince with his signature on it isn't this the scene where the lord Cho comes in and slams the guy's head on the table i was like oh he a different <laughs> kind of easy <laughs> <He's a different laughs> yeah one officer who thinks this is bs uh, to accuse scholars of treason on the word of one person lord joe says that the scholars have never done anything for the nation uh, when the one good officer who is the chief scholar says uh lord joe is overdoing it lord cho then slams his head on the table in front of all <laughs> the officers. His head on the table. <laughs> then he commands for the crown prince and for him to be brought in of course when they go to the palace he is not there commander joe not lord joe commander joe mm-hmm. dude who beheaded people so this is the evil guy the main evil guy's son yes mm-hmm. resorts to violence chops a eunuch's top knot off um when they respond they don't know a maid tells him they don't really know the commander turns to leave but not before killing the eunuch for no for reason, no for, reason. For, for no, no reason, reason at all for no reason all right we're somewhere in the capital uh crown prince and muyung uh, are in the capital they ask the orderly from the rural infirmary where dr lee is and find out that the doctor has already left saying that his assistant that was with him became sick when asked about the symptoms was it smallpox the orderly tells him no he had deep wounds as if, as if he'd been attacked by a beast as the crown prince and muyung head back to the palace the crown prince decides to go to dong rashly um muyung tells him the journey is too long he doesn't need to he doesn't need to run away from lord joe uh can't blame him for for something he doesn't do then the crown prince admits to signing the pact with the scholars an act of treason uh he talks about being worried and wanting to live and that how he could be in danger if and the queen this, has a son and the crown prince rides off to dung yeah and, and this I, is when he yeah. explains that he's the child of a concubine right because I, I wrote that down i was like the crown prince was born to a concubine because he he mentioned that that's the main reason oh, why okay. he was so afraid mm-hmm. of dying 
but in that <laughs> cast in the um tell kingdom. me one korean related drama that you've ever seen a crown prince not go through some shit Every like ever one. like yeah. this, it's no this fun like, if he has an easy life no, but like death <laughs> like it's oh, not even like a little oh not, like, that's because you don't watch historicals <laughs> death is nothing oh yeah <laughs> people be dying every five seconds every someone if someone hasn't died from a sword fight in a historical is it a historical what show are you watching exactly <laughs> <It's> all right <laughs> all right so the crown prince and Young decide to go to Dongnae. um lord we cut back to lord joe back at hanyang they capture the orderly that the crown prince and Young just got done talking to interrogate him about the crown prince lord Dora orders his son to go capture the crown prince with the entire army of 50 to stop him before he gets to the hospital we're back in Dongnae. Two nurses are picking roots in the forest. One tells the other how she can't stop thinking about the wounds on the dead assistant. The two leave and return to the hospital where the patients are eating and happy with meat, which they didn't have before. Hella sus. <laughs> meat, Very sus. Meat. meat. Like, when they were just complaining that they had no food. None. I knew immediately. When I saw them eating, I knew it immediately. I was like, this man, somebody, I didn't know, I didn't know it was him, but I was like, somebody fed, the, fed them human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They find the rude ass patient in the kitchen serving soup saying he caught a deer without the government's permission. Yeah. The moral of the nurses and the patients is up. And when the nurses goes to fill another bowl, she finds a finger in the soup. She questions the rude patients to find out he has used the dead body of the assistant to feed everyone. The nurse thinks this is morally wrong. The rude ass patient, aka Youngshin, believes that everyone should survive no matter what. We cut to another room in the hospital where a child suddenly starts throwing up. Then another patient throws up and seemingly dies. The nurse runs outside to find the entire hospital laying on the ground, seemingly dead. Then all of a sudden we hear growling, retching noises. The nurse runs to help and then turns around to find the child she had just saw dead staring at her before she gets bitten. Um, we cut to the nurse and the rude-ass patient who are arguing in the shed when the scream sounds from outside. Surprise, surprise. Everyone who ate the soup has turned into zombies. The nurse and the um, youngshin try to go out of the shed, but the door is blocked and blood starts leaking through it. Um, they walk through the door and then we pan into the front where fire seems to be burning inside. We zoom in through a crack to be met with the face of a zombie. End episode one. Yes. Ooh. That was... That oh. whole conversation that Young Shim and the nurse had about, is it right to eat humans? And I was like, are we really having this conversation? <laughs> but that's just how poor, pe- that's yeah. just how big the wealth gap was yeah. in Joseon. Like it's I, like they didn't have meat. Yeah. Like the idea of having any type of chicken, rat, yeah. squirrel, all of that was just a foreign concept of people. So he was just like, am I going to let these sick people die or am I going to feed them this butt? <laughs> but they saw the body was mauled they saw yeah. that it was like yeah. falling apart but it's do or die out here in these my yeah. thing was isn't Yongchen the he's a visitor to that infirmary. he doesn't live in that village right he's just uh, a visitor. he was just he's a patient okay so my thing was like you don't know that boy at all all the villagers know him though so you're gonna feed one of their mm, family members to yeah. them mm. that was the issue it all was just like it would be different if it cannibalism is still wrong <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> disclaimer but it would be different if it was some random stranger who was yeah. not a part of that village but it is the physi- the main physician's assistant who everybody knew and you took it upon yourself to feed well, nobody asked no one asked no one. the people were okay with their little scraps of what it, water soup whatever that was don't, boiled water I don't even know. it looked like boiled water that was all that, was that also pot. that also tells you a lot about young shin's character like yes. what has this man been through for him to like not have a does not, not care he, he didn't wait for five he minutes. didn't wait no. he the did body came wait. and he said dinner. oh dinner <laughs> how did how does the body come in your first thought is mm, how do i what what seasoning should i put in this pot hmm. should we make it fried or yeah, boiled some parsley you know garlic <laughs> really just he went quick with it he like, did no hesitation did not hesitate at all right now look what happened which we'll get to yeah. we'll, we'll get to it let's yeah. let's go ahead let's go ahead and start episode two we're at episode two somewhere on the road to Dongnae. uh the crown prince is complaining about only eating jerky spoiled bread told y'all as to stay at home in parentheses muyong skulls to skull pr- the crown prince for being rash crown prince as a joke threatened to kill his whole family it's not a joke <laughs> <laughs> uh the crown prince and muyong are on the road to the hospital uh, the crown prince notices that it's too quiet i have in parentheses in caps then turn around <laughs> uh they quickly arrive at the hospital and find it boarded up with makeshift spears on the walls the place is spooky as hell but do they turn around no and this is where i have a problem <laughs> you when you look at the scene they arrive they see that everything is boarded up there is blood everywhere 
there are talismans and signs on the village gates saying do not come in but you decide that you want to either break the door or climb the wall why didn't you turn around and i mean not the crown prince because he's on the run is he on the run at this point basically yeah. yeah okay so maybe not the crown prince but maybe his guard could go and get help you know why are you doing that by yourself yeah that was my issue like where why didn't you get back up nobody's right. thinking logically in this entire series it was <laughs> only episode two it was a very like white people well, let's go investigate oh, the scary oh, room. I have thoughts about that that we'll get to. <laughs> the black people syndrome in me. I was like, why is nobody running? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> so uh, Muyong tries to break down the door, but can't. So he climbs the walls and opens the door for the crown prince. Inside, the hospital looks like all hell broke loose, and there's blood and spirits everywhere. As they walk across one of the buildings, the crown prince's foot crashes through one of the planks, causing him to fall. While on the ground, they find the patients of the hospital under the crawl space of the house they are not moving and they seem to be dead they then this is the stupidest most stupid dumbest thing they go find the magistrate at his office have the soldiers pull the bodies out to realize that they are all tangled together and then they proceed to take the bodies and move them to the magistrate's office (laughs) crown princess realizes that dr lee's body is nowhere to be found how did they do that? How did they make the actors contort themselves in a way? It was so CGI. Gross. That's all I could think of. It was mm. so like it wasn't like to me. It was just so gross how they were. It was just so gross how they were all together like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! In in my notes, I literally in all caps was like, "Don't pull them folks out! <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> so we're at the magistrate's office now. Uh, instead of working at the office the officers and the noblemen are having a party when they are called back to their place of work come to find out it's the new magistrate's first day at work wow um (laughs) uh, worst first day ever right a policeman reports to the magistrate that young shin is a suspect because he has been collecting bamboo trees for the past few days Come to find out his identification is from a man who died in war three years ago. Magistrate orders Young Shin to be found and brought in for questioning. Still no order of Dr. Lee, so the crown prince jumps into action looking for him. Cut to horses, aka the troops, coming after the crown prince, and then we cut back to the palace. Suddenly, we are back at the palace where soldiers are carrying something bloody and wrapped in a cloth to a lake where they dump it. The lake is filled with a bunch of bodies cut to the house of the uh chief scholar um they seem to have signed a coven with the crown prince for upspurring the current king younger scholars are trying to persuade the chief scholar to give the evidence to lord joe since the crown prince ran away a maid from the palace shows up and tells them about the corpse appearing in the king's palace and tells about all the strange rumors going around the palace um this gives them hope to bring the joe heywon joe family down now we're back in Dongae. So, the crown prince and Muyung enter the slums searching for Dr. Lee. They find a herb supplier and ask him for info. The crown prince is being a rude asshole. Um, <laughs> he really said, like, do the poor not have any, like, manners? manners? I was like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> the supplier has not seen Dr. Lee in months, but after getting some money, he tells them Solby, uh, a nurse who is a, survi- a survivor, also tells him that she is probably at the frozen valley looking for a flower that can bring the dead back to life. That's, like, really random information for you to have but okay mm-hmm. so the crown prince and Muyong head to the frozen valley um that stays cold all year round they find sobi uh who tells them dr lee could not avoid disaster uh she seems out of it and says that everything is because of the resurrection plant she comes back to her senses after they tell her they have moved the bodies as she should <laughs> cut back to young shin finding the hospital empty that scene was all I, I know he had I know they had to be like y'all didn't just we just we had everything they, they really contained did. yeah <laughs> and y'all fucked it up <laughs> they messed it up real bad all right so then we cut to the magistrate's office where the medical examiner is examining the bodies our boy young shin shows up tells them they need to put the bodies back but of course no one is listening to him he admits to being the guy that they are looking for and they try to arrest him he begins he begs them to believe him and then tries to burn the bodies um of course people start putting the fires out finally enough guards gather around to stop him and then we cut back to the mountain so we tries to tell um the crown prince and muyung they need to hurry 
then tells them that Dr. Lee saved a man in the Capitol with the resurrection flower. Tells them that they turned into monsters and there's evidence in this in Dr. Lee's journal. CP commands Muyang to go to the magistrate's office and the CP heads back to the hospital by his damn self looking for the journal. Crown Prince heads to the shed to find Commander Joe waiting for him. Where'd you get here? Honestly, the time, <laughs> the the length of time between things really makes no sense. How many days has it been since episode one and two? I wish we had like a clear timeline. Because <laughs> to ride horses from the capital to Dongne seems like it should take for a while. But they're already there. So Commander Joe reads him his Miranda rights like a like a great <laughs> like a great officer the crown prince questions that there is a king um where's the resurrection flower um where's the resurrection flower if his dad is dead the commander says of course he is alive his mental state is just bad but he'll be okay um crown prince questions the commander starts for power and then the commander says uh ask the crown prince what has he ever done besides be born a prince here's my th- i haven't quotations but same for you my nigga you if you were not born as your father's son how would you ever have the power you have you wouldn't like none <laughs> this is the pot calling the kettle black i need you to chill <laughs> so the crown prince confirms um uh commander joe's accusations about um looking at him like they are insects he, he says, and I quote, yes, your insects that are making the people angry and turning them against the crown. Our, force, our first sword fight. <laughs> crown Prince says, uh, you said I was lucky. Nah, bitch, I was chosen with power. My father was bestowed upon me and I will punish you. <laughs> Commander is obviously better at sword fighting <laughs> yeah. than the stay-at-home Crown Prince. Though the Crown Prince does draw the first blood, the fight continues until rumbling sounds from somewhere in the room soldiers get near a box open it and a zombified dr lee pops out cut back to the magistrate office the sun is setting young shin is still being interrogated he keeps telling people they need to run but again no one is listening <laughs> they imprison sobi the nurse and young shin the hunter thank you we need them alive uh <laughs> the sun officially sets a gesture from the party says it moves we cut back to the palace (laughs) see i put here if i was the jester or whoever that was who he noticed the body moving like before they cut to that like before they cut to a different scene he noticed it and Mm -hmm. then they cut back i would have left (laughs) that would have been because when young shin came and was saying the corpses are coming back to life i would have left then honestly because (laughs) the way he looked when he came in why would you not believe him he like he'd been through everything more <laughs> and my I, man was he, my man was had he been was through distraught. it oh. like you really think that this one man and including Sobi, had the power to kill, kill all of these people in, that in the state that they were like exactly really, like really attack them like that like y'all all saw how the corpses looked you saw the bite marks all on the corpses why did you not believe them when they told you that they were eating each other it's clear to see that they mm-hmm. were trying to eat each other so if i was him and he noticed the body twitch that's when i would have promptly turned around and walked away. <laughs> walked away. the medical it. examiner even pointed out that these teeth marks look like human marks. Exactly. marks. i would have been gone like i would have left that that's probably what it. they thought it was solby and Yunshin. Because just like they just gonna the that is too marks, many bodies they're just riding the bodies and just leaving them like that makes no sense they all dumb dumbs all those people in power the magistrate they all just uh, yeah. nobody's thinking and no then nobody. also in this in like this scene wasn't young shin before they imprisoned him he was trying to burn the bodies was he not yes, he was. i thought that was hilarious because he literally he tried so hard like he grabbed the torch and he was just like lighting everyone <laughs> up he was like no nah, i gotta save everybody but they still didn't believe him and imprisoned no. him all right so now we're at the palace lord joe and the queen are in the king's king's chamber standing over his bed he looks like he is sleeping a royal doctor is examining who says that the king is dead lord joe says and i quote what are you talking about he is alive uh the uh he says then he continues the king must stay alive for one month until the queen has her baby the doctor is scared then lord joe says don't worry just do what you did three years ago cut back to the king's face where he obviously looks like a zombie and is chained to his bed now we're back at the magistrate office jester points out that a body moved finally getting everyone's attention 
and it's alive. But do people run? No, they mm-hmm. stand and watch. A soldier is ordered to take a look at the body. He cautiously lifts the covers with his spear, causing everyone anxiety. And the body is moving for sure. And yet people are still not running. <laughs> Even when the body has risen off the fucking ground, Jesus Christ. I'm reading my notes for- verbatim. <laughs> the husband of the zombie walks over to her, then gets bit then gets mauled by several other zombies and these people are still not moving that whole woman <laughs> moved up in a whole reverse matrix move and everyone was just like the man was like wife my wife and i was like sir that's your wife is gone she's, she's about gone. to eat your face she's real gone she's real real gone and so uh muyung makes a run for it the only man with sense at this point Yongshin breaks out of his cell wait 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 is this have they no it hasn't happened the the guy that was in the cell with them attacked oh no we're getting there 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 because that was covered comedically we're getting there we're jumping ahead of ourselves sorry all right now we're back at the hospital the soldiers open the lock chest stop doing that (laughs) i have in parentheses uh zombie dr lee pops out bites one of them right away again everyone is standing around watching do y'all all freeze response? I said, do y'all have a freeze response? No flight, no fight. Uh, come <laughs> Just freeze. Just freeze. Is. Commander Joe stabs the zombie, but of course, it th- that doesn't do shit. Zombie goes for the commander's throat. Soldier stabs zombie in the guts. Still doesn't do shit. Soldier that has bit- been bitten rises from the dead, only falls after his neck has been halfway sliced by the commander. Commander lets his guard down for two seconds, only to be bitten by Dr. Lee, and then turns into a zombie and tries to kill the crown prince, who then beheads him crown prince leaves the hospital heads for the magistrate office gets to the shore to see the city is being burned to the ground in episode two <laughs> a lot happened in episode two the frustration <laughs> last 10 minutes it was just it was crazy it was yeah. wild it was wild so we're just gonna jump right right into episode three before that i would just like yes. to say like the comic relief in this <laughs> show is so great yes like I really hate scary stuff. I cannot watch anything scary, but the way they film things is bearable to watch. Like if you're mm-hmm. somebody who does not like horror, you can still watch this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be put off by the two beheadings at the beginning of episode one. Yeah. Just know that it doesn't really get that much more graphic after that. Yeah. <laughs> and related to your point, all the people who play zombies do a fantastic job. Oh my God. They are, so they each deserve a personal Oscar because they, put their whole backs literally literally into (laughs) into these roles from foaming at the mouth to the screaming they do phenomenal job oh they do a great great job if you guys really want to see great makeup effects that just look real and terrifying we highly recommend all right episode three open in the magistrate's office uh hiding the magistrate hiding underneath the floorboards of the building while the sound of zombies running around thuds above him. Then a zombie sees them and they have to crawl away. That was hilarious. That was such a funny scene. Them crawling away from the zombie and then the fat guy gets stuck and then he gets turned into a zombie. Uh, As they run away, we get to see how many people have turned into zombies and the chaos that has ensued after the last episode. The magistrate and two guards run into the jail cell and lock themselves up. The first attempt into the cell fails but the second attempt he enters into the cell with Sobi in it one of the guard gets bitten by a zombie and now they're trapped in the cell with a zombie Sobi, being the experienced badass calmly grabs a sword and shoves it through the zombie's neck comedic release scene where the two prisoners are trapped together on one plank uh one gets bitten by a zombie and tries to eat the other now let me explain to you what this plank is it's like two <laughs> it's a wooden board with two holes in it that are strapped to these two prisoners necks and one of them gets bitten by a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're now like two feet away from each other, but the zombie can't get to him. So they're just kind of like running around the I'm cell. For hours. <laughs> the whole time this is happening, I'm wondering how the person who is still alive, how his neck has not broken. <laughs> like, how is your neck not have, how does it not snap yet? That is crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. And so, um, cut to a zombie going after a child when suddenly a spear comes out of nowhere stabs the zombie through the head Yongshin, who escaped earlier in the episode two has been helping survivors reach higher ground away from the zombies now we are learning some of their uh characteristics the zombies cannot get to higher ground they can't open doors um all of a sudden a woman starts screaming save me she has a baby strapped to her back 
of this course, was a hard one. Oh, yes. Of course, her screams draw the zombie's attention and young Shin can't pull her up in time. But one of the survivors saves her baby before she is dropped into the horde. That part was crazy because all the people behind him were just like, drop Let, her, drop her, drop her, her leave, leave. They didn't even hesitate. Forget them. <laughs> like, like, at like, least take the baby people. Yeah, but like, were they wrong? Like, honestly, because if you think about it, think, think about it. All right. <laughs> babies make noise they can't control the noise they make so imagine you're trying to hide from zombies who are attracted to noise and a baby just starts screaming what what exactly and my biggest thing in films like this or movies like this is just like it's so much harder when children are involved it's so (laughs) much harder. like i understand but like oh my god the future of humanity and y'all are just like yeet (laughs) throwing out the door (laughs) so then we cut outside to see the nobleman running away Okay, we cut outside to see <laughs> <laughs> my computer did it so thing. So we cut outside to see the noblemen running away from the zombies on horses, leading to see the rest of the the the, the damage of the city. Zombies only attack people, not animals. The peasants are attacking the noblemen. <laughs> I hate noble people so much. Uh, the <laughs> horde continues busting down doors. Some even get caught on fire and are still chasing people. We cut to the fishermen watching the nobles ride away from the city, only to be attacked moments later. We cut to the slums, which are gross. And a kid mm-hmm. zombie turns around, turns another kid into a zombie, and chaos continues. Um, a son gets bitten by a zombie in front of his father before attacking him. A mother stores her child away in a box before she gets bitten and then attacks her other child. Zombies can't open doors. That's my other note. Weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we're with the prince somewhere in the middle of Dongne by himself with no. <laughs> Did he even have a sword? He had a sword. He had a sword at least. Um, we cut to the prince watching the city burn and a zombie on a boat trying to get to him, but it can't get in the water. So zombies can't swim. Um, peasants running from a small horde are heading right for the crown prince. So we are running again. Explanation mark. Um, arrows off screen cause the zombies to fall over themselves, which means our boy Muyung has come to save the day. <laughs> uh, stamina sucks. Would have died if not for Muyung. The crown prince really should have died earlier, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he got lucky. <laughs> he did. The two barely survived this isolated attack, but the crown prince has already found the trick that beheading is their only answer. The two decide to head for the barracks only to find out that the nobles have locked the gates and won't let anyone in. They are even shooting arrows at those who are trying to climb the wall to safety. Since the nobles won't open the door, the horde comes and turns the entire group into zombies. Uh, Crown Prince and Muyung survive, run away before jumping off a cliff. Zombies can't swim. Why do I have this on here so many times? They can't swim. They cannot <laughs> swim. Stress, they cannot swim. <laughs> exactly. But, they cannot um, swim. Hold on one second. So back yes. to the wall scene. Mm-hmm. At that point, I honestly believe the villagers should have just knocked the entire wall down. Just knock the wall down and let everybody die. No, oh. <laughs> yeah, we wanted the show to end right. Yeah, then. just end it right there. Because like, if you're not gonna open the gate, and there's more of them than there is of you, just push the wall down. Mm. Then you that's you'll get what you deserve. Then we're talking about the scene when they're like when they close the gate and the people are like, let us yeah, in. Yeah, let us in. Yeah, yeah, I was like, just let them in. I was like, either I was like, they're all gonna turn into zombies, and then you're really gonna be fucked up. Because yeah, then you <laughs> can't be double. Get out. And then yeah. like, at out, that yeah. point, wasn't there like an extended amount of time where they were basically spending all their time arguing over yes. whether or not to open it when they could have just opened it everybody could have got in and they could have closed it by the like by the, by time. the time they got done arguing the horde had already came yeah, yeah. and then after the horde comes and turns everyone else into zombies they've got you double the zombies exactly nobody thinks the third episode <laughs> nobody is rational thought still. is not a part of this drama all right so the muyang and the crown prince uh jump off a cliff and they make it to land <laughs> Muyong says, and I quote, the female physician's words were true. No shit, Sherlock. We've <laughs> we been trying to tell you this since episode two. That, oh my God. Another cut of the burning city. Then we cut to the palace. Cut to the palace where the zombie king is eating a maid while Lord Cho, oh my God, and the queen watch. Uh, Lord Cho says, the baby within you will be the king of this nation. Don't, um, we haven't even got to that part. Don't, don't spoil your no, thoughts. No, okay. Not that. Um, I think we should address for people who maybe not seen her or watching this that the queen is lord cho's um daughter, daughter. she yeah. is yeah. yes yeah. so the commander joe who has died now uh and the queen are both lord cho's children, children. Yes. <laughs> uh lord cho says orders for the king to have food and drink whenever he needs it then the queen makes a face looks down at her shoe to find blood on it 
where this blood come from? No one knows. No No one knows. Mysterious blood. Mysterious blood. All right, we are back at ground zero. The survivors have either reached higher ground, addicts, or have blocked themselves off in jails and barricades. The dude attached to the zombie in the prison is still suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Then the sun comes up and all the zombies scatter to a hiding place out of the sun. Now we're back at the palace. A maid is putting makeup on the king to make him look alive. That whole can can I just can I just for a second just for a second I have notes on that too because I like who why like what was the reason what was what is the purpose I was like the man is dead dead like he's not just dead he's dead dead I was like not the powder on the king's mani ass cracked ass blood stained face I was like the way the amount of the K that his face is through there's still no face to put makeup on she's still trying to powder like she's still trying it she's shaking the whole time about to cry and pee her pants but she's still trying it it's like at that point who's gonna see the king's face oh my god who's gonna see the king face who doesn't know that he's a zombie just leave it alone the folks that are gonna see him last when they get eaten yeah does it matter does it matter that he's covered in fenty before he kills (laughs) (laughs) hey gotta have the face beat before you like what (laughs) all right then we cut to the queen's quarter where she is changing her clothes because they are bloody on them a maid takes the dirty clothes out to be burned and if you watch closely, you will see that there's a pair of underwear in the burned clothes at 3114 that have blood in it. AKA, the queen just had her fucking period. Also, the way that the other lady who came to burn the clothes told the other servant to leave was so rude. She was For like, no reason. <laughs> she was really rude. <laughs> All right, we're back in Dongne. The little girl in the trunk survives and walks around the remains of her village after the first night of death. Um, those that survived the magistrate office come out to see the damage, including the bitch-ass nobles that were at the fort. The zombies are in plain sight under the floorboards of buildings and such. The noble assholes come back to his boss, the magistrate, uh, and blames everything on Young Shin. He ain't wrong. He's not. I mean, <laughs> technically, 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 he's not wrong. But yeah. you still can't blame this entire thing on him. If y'all would just have listened, none of this shit would happen. But, you know, I digress. So B saves Young Shin by telling the truth, leaving out the fact that he was the one that fed them human. Um, asshole is trying to get Sobe and Young Shin punished. Asshole is the head clerk, the guy next to the magistrate. We're going to call him head clerk from now on. Um, when Young Shin points out that they need to get rid of the bodies before sunset, they say bury them. Young Shin says we gotta burn them or behead them. Uh, <laughs> enter annoying as Mother Noble, Ooh. who says it's against their beliefs to cremate the bodies, even though she witnessed them killing people. Ma'am. So what do the magistrate <laughs> and the asshole do? They agree with her. <laughs> Ma'am. Like it matters. <laughs> like in the time where the apocalypse is literally upon you, like it's right at your front door, and you're concerned about the zombies desecrating the bodies. She's like, so like, like, the like she didn't see the zo- the bloodthirsty zombies just attack <laughs> you just everyone. Watched. She it literally showed her in the previous scene at like the the scene where they're all being attacked, the villagers being attacked. It showed her hiding with the other villagers, scared for her life. But the next day, you're worried about desecrating the bodies. Your I son. literally wrote. <laughs> She said some, don't dare desecrate my child's body. Like that corpse isn't going to reanimate as soon as it starts getting dark. Ma'am, you are worried about the wrong son. <laughs> your son gone, ma'am. That son was You are worried about the wrong. That's what we're titling this episode. You are worried about the wrong son. Because when the sun sets, when the sun sets, it's over for you. You are old. You can't run. You are you are the weakest link in this bunch. They should leave you. That's what I said. Ooh, I said let her die. Like literally, just let her die. There, she literally had was complaining about proper burial rites and everything like that. Y'all almost died. Like, <laughs> like truly right about the wrong son. She's truly the oh wrong son. That's amazing. Oh my god. Oh, y'all are both <laughs> worried about the quote, wrong. And these okay. dumb like. Uh, noble people are just like i guess she's right Wait, i agree with her yes and then isn't this when they say um burn the peasants bodies first or something I like i have this i have this so let's continue priorities <laughs> they decide they decide to burn the peasants and bury the nobles very deep in the ground this is my favorite part of the scene then enters the crown prince who punches the head clerk in the face immediately <laughs> everybody immediately. Yeah, he doesn't say anything he just punches him dead he in his walks face. in and just 
stalks him dead in his face and i was just like i love this man make him king right now my king (laughs) he calls the asshole the head clerk vile for locking the gates and reveals his identity as the crown prince i love he just threw his badge on the ground he was like i'm the crown prince bitch now what like he tried to tell you yesterday (laughs) shooting arrows at him (laughs) he commands that all bodies noble or peasant be found and burned while survivors are transported out of dumb name and that the signals are sent to the other barracks for backup we hop back to the capital scholars are meeting in secret um, they talk about rumors about the weird shit happening in the palace. They decide they need to find out the truth by going to the king's palace to see that he's alive. <laughs> Enter Lord An. Um, this is where they start talking about Lord An, a scholar who has been mourning his mom for the last three years in his hometown. Uh, yeah, in Sangju. And he says if he makes a move, then all other scholars and subjects of the land will follow him. So Lord An is a powerful, powerful dude. We only get to see a little we cut to a scene of him bowing in front of his grave he looks out over the horizon and he sees the smoke signal that's heading to sangju so then we cut back to lord joe <sighs> this was funny an informant comes to tell lord joe about the chief scholar sending his message to lord <laughs> <laughs> like things that literally just transpired minutes ago just get back to lord joe with immediately immediately it's just it's crazy how powerful this dude is um after hearing the news lord joe decides to make no moves the messenger mentions that lord Anne has saved the country and if he teams up with the crown prince it could be dangerous which lord Cho responds with lord Anne is someone who can never oppose me did they used to be allies mm, never yeah. they don't explain we don't have answers <laughs> answers is something we don't have in this drama um we're back at dongne the magistrate another comic release scene the magistrate calls Sobi into his office she immediately gets on her knees and admits to her wrongdoings but the magistrate tells her everything is okay and says he wants to pay her back for keep um and keep her by his side Sobi is a fabulous dunce <laughs> this whole scene like was like one of my favorites because it was like this man is trying to be romantic and trying to be like because he tried to pull that line i think he said i'll i'll uh repay you until my hair turns white like he's trying to be like keep you by my side yeah, yeah. he's trying to be all romantic like this is romeo and juliet sir and i'm like sir and then you she saved you because you were like and this is not the time sir this it's is not. really not the time. did he ask her to marry him no. in a really roundabout right way that's what i he never proposed marriage he never said marriage i like you i he love you said, yeah. he assumes that she that she got the- she said yes mm-hmm. and so uh Sobe being the fabulous dunce she is asking if he needs a doctor uh i said no nah, sis he was trying to propose uh Sobe <laughs> asked to take his pulse and diagnose him with gonorrhea <laughs> man got gonorrhea like, <laughs> she was like do you have issues urinating i think it's gonorrhea he was like huh my gon- gonorrhea <laughs> like full std all right and then uh has gonorrhea muyoung interrupts them and asks sobi to go see the crown prince the head clerk aka asshole reports to the magistrate that they don't have enough boats to transport all the citizens and that they will be ready to leave in two hours they are also having troubles finding the bodies and need to make a decision before sunset we cut to young shin and sobi who are back at the hospital um no we cut to we cut to conference and sobi who are back at the hospital uh sobi sees blood on the door shed and we flash back to the night of d-day uh blood is seeping through the door and young shin uh, goes to open it finding everyone turning into zombies a zombie runs for sobi but young shin knocks it down he trucks him like trucks the linebacker (laughs) you know it pulls them back to the shed right before he closes the door dr lee enters dr lee is mumbling uh uh it wasn't like this in the capital the assistant from the episode one when he was bitten got sick and died as a human but when people get bitten by the people that ate the assistant they turn into zombies the disease has changed also hinting at a different case where it wasn't like this dr lee says he can fix the disease uh but then young shin realizes he has been bitten and he turns into a zombie we cut back to the present uh, we cut back to the present where the crown prince is reading Dr. Lee's journal about how he brought the king back to life, a.k.a. intro to every episode of CP reads, the cold valley that is foggy for four seasons of the year, 
The plant with purple flower that blooms in early autumn will resurrect a person who has died. Crown Prince asks Sobe if she went to the valley for from episode two looking for the flower. She says she did, but she couldn't find the flower. So as of right now, there is no way to fix this disease. Um, Muyong enters. Sobe leaves. And Muyong tells the CP that he can't find Commander Joe's head. He then insinuates that if someone brings Lord Joe his son's head, more hell will break loose. <laughs> like we aren't already in the seventh realm of hell. <laughs> CP says he isn't afraid of Lord Joe. And now that he has justification for tr- for all his treason, all he has to do now is gather support. Classic historical drama style. Um, Muyong asks for what justification. And we cut to another flashback. A voice says, stay alive, to the young crown prince. Turns out it's his father, the king, who says you must stay alive. Back in the present, the uh, crown prince confirms that the king's death to Muyong and explains how Lord Cho and the queen used the resurrection of plants on the king. And so be is evidence and can testify for that. He then decides that they will go to Lord An in Sangju. Uh, we cut to the dock where the nobles are boarding the one boat they have. <clears throat> cut back to the magistrate's office where young shin is in jail and a prisoner who was attached to the zombie earlier is finally free um update uh <laughs> of the zombie he's free of the zombie the plank is still around his neck though. <laughs> uh someone yells at the boat is leaving from outside a guard throws young shin the keys as they run for the dock the nobles have left the crown prince and the peasants to die in Dongne. When the magistrate asked the head clerk if this is okay, he says that it would have been impossible to burn on the bodies before sunset, so they did good to run away. <laughs> I have in another book. Should have burned some and then threw the rest in the ocean. It's right there. <laughs> and he also, the head clerk lies to the magistrate and tells him that the crown prince yep. is not with the peasants at the dock. He yep. has safely gotten away. Yep. Which doesn't make sense yep. but magistrate asked the head clerk if has gone out of dogging safely he confirms yes that's a lie the head guard asked if the the head guard asked the head clerk if it's okay to leave the crown prince behind and the head clerk says just follow me and there will always be a road to survival cut to the belly of the ship where the noble mother stands in front of a box locked chest obviously a large locked chest yes cut back to shore end episode three that we've done a lot (laughs) we've been here this is 50 minutes we've done a lot this is a lot this is just a lot wow we have first we were okay and then we're not okay (laughs) and now we're really not okay (laughs) every single time you know that meme on twitter or something ah this here we go again yeah Yeah. (laughs) single time the the zombie attacks happen i i put that in my notes i was like ah shit here we go again here we go again and so much happened in three episodes that's actually crazy how much happened in three episodes oh my god right Yeah. yeah i give it to the writers for pacing this drama really well to where there's not a dull moment and it's constant chaos and not a not a single episode is over an hour yeah not yeah. one it's all yeah. well i mean they're all like 50 minutes exactly 50 52 mi- minutes yeah, yeah. and mm. then like four minutes of credits it so. doesn't yeah. feel but the way that it's paced it does not feel like feel no. that long yeah. you can start the drama and you can watch the whole thing and feel like you've only been sitting there for maybe like an hour or so yeah. like it goes by really fast. it really does and the way they just cut off episodes though you're just like what it mm-hmm. it ended it's yeah over. what do you mean it ended? <laughs> what, what's gonna yeah. happen next what do you mean it's ended? all right yeah. do we want to take a break yeah okay, yeah, we want to take a break we'll be oh, right great. back after these messages that, that we don't have <laughs> but if you share this podcast with your friends yeah. maybe we'll get some <laughs> we can get you know hello fresh yeah <laughs> and, uh, and nord vpn help us out a little bit you know? all right we'll be back 